Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Oh. Ah, yeah, I'm loving reading these emails. Holy cow, Will Smith is not a favorite of anybody. I did get a text from a guy named Kelly, and he's, he's he and I usually text or email back and forth. He's a very normal human being, but he said, I can't believe you fell for this. This is clearly staged. Uh, the Oscars have no ratings, and this is all for that. I'll tell you why I don't believe that is even remotely possible. Will Smith is not going to risk his career on the biggest night of his life with something that is staged to the point of not having a payoff just so ABC can get ratings. That you, is not going to happen. Do you think they switched the winner after that slap? Yes. We're going to make yeah. him a winner. Yeah, I definitely think it was Javier Bardem playing Desi Arnaz. And like, oh, that's going right to Will. We're letting him, don't piss him off anymore. Give him all the, he he probably should have won Best Actress later, just in case. Just give it to Jada Pinkett Smith. I know she wasn't nominated Best Actress tonight, Jada Pinkett Smith. We are so afraid of Will Smith right now. Yeah, I just don't think, the people who think that's staged, I don't think it's possible that any actor, especially on a night where the next category is his, is going to risk looking like that, risk assault, and then they're like, oh, it's staged, it's staged. It's like, no, because you see what's happening right now. If he came out and said it's staged, what you've done is, and what I have stood by for years, what the general public will not stand for is being fooled. They'll be in on a joke, but they, they hate being manipulated out loud and then mocked. So if he came out and said, ah, it was all planned, people would be like, I don't like it even more now. Because now I feel like everything I watch that you do is staged. And uh, Will Smith is not going to risk his his big night by taking something as, at least still in Hollywood, it used to be across the nation, it used to be a, a very uh, prestigious event. And it isn't as much as it used to be, but to them, it is. How many of the peers, Will Smith and Chris Rocksbeer, out in the audience, Yeah, I was wondering how many of those actors were like, good, for that he got oh, Chris. Oh, plenty, because they're weak people. Actors don't have their own thoughts. That's why they have to read what someone else wrote. That's why they're so weird. You it's don't go the drama club. Me. We all had drama club in high school. Those kids were strange. I was in that. I didn't. I was like, these drama kids are weirdos because they're just different. They're they are, and some of them are different to a degree of being artistically brilliant, and some of them are autistically brilliant. There's yeah, a, there's some weird sure. ones, and so the ones who like you look at them like sort of like these. Actors are so strange, like Jared Leto, and they're just odd people because they don't have their own person. They like to pretend to be other people for money. It's an odd thing, but he's not. There's no way that was staged last night. A, you'd have picked a better actor than Chris Rock. B, nobody's risking dropping 
the luster of the Academy Awards for the ratings of ABC. Just not going to happen. Not a, if that was the case, they'd have done that years ago. If anything, I thought what was staged was when they read the, the Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway screwed up and read that La La Land won over that other movie. Oh, that's right. But then you start thinking, no, that hurts too many people's feelings. That's mean. They're not staging that. But last night wasn't staged. That, that, there's too much to lose on Will Smith's end. His, he doesn't want that. And then you saw that meandering nightmare of a speech he gave after. Like something's not right with him. Like he's, he's, he's been cucked into a corner, I think. Uh, email of the day. Uh, I guarantee you uh, that after Will was laughing at that joke, Jada leaned over and said, none of the other guys I'm having sexist would allow uh, him to get away with that. <laughs> oh, because yeah, right. no, oh, that's right. All those other guys she sleeps with. Uh, it says, didn't Brady fight Eric at w- work once? No charges were pressed. That was different. If anything, uh, charges would have been pressed against the guy who threw the first blow, and that was Eric. Yep. Brady was defending himself from a newspaper attack, a, a pretty violent To the one. head. Yeah, he threw a newspaper, Man. balled up newspaper, uh, long ways into the back of Brady's head. Cowardly. Uh, Will Smith was just hired uh, to, to play the role of Ike Turner or Joe Jackson. He's going to get Joe <laughs> Jackson and Ike he's Turner. He's warming up. He's just getting warmed up. Uh, this one says, uh, it looks like Will Smith is an even bigger cuck than Toledo. Doesn't mind if his wife is banging other dudes, but don't make a joke about her hair. He'll slap the crap out of you. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, and that's why there's no way this is staged. Will Smith is taking a beating on the worst place you can take it, the internet. And he's not risking That's that. what's gotten him, I he's, think, he's too. In, the years of the internet stuff, man. talking about their marriage, their relationship. He did it. They did it. The internet's I know. not doing and that. Then they, they did it. They opened up. They're the ones who let us into you the You don't understand, John. Too much. I do understand because I use logic. I'm the one who understands. They don't. You open up your life like that, and then someone mentions, hey, you opened up your life. Can I make jokes? About-? No. Then don't open up. Idiots. You brought up a point. Um, if you Now, if someone goes back in the history of all the posts of Will Smith or Jada, of stuff that they're ripping on someone else. You oh, know, yeah, in the no, past, somebody's going to go, somebody's gonna go was... back to Will Smith's past. Comedians will be like, F this. And they'll go back and say, I remember when Will Smith said this. Somebody has had Will Smith make a joke about him before. But I think the problem is, he is so big that if you're that one that's going out there, someone's just got to die. I don't care. That's where the risk is. He's not so and big. And what's it doing? He's not so big he can, uh, like, right, he can't just eliminate you from the scene. No, He's not that but big there's a deal. people that, like, uh, I don't think too many actors will jump in. We'll see. Or yeah. comedians. People keep saying that stuff. I can't believe you fell for this. I didn't watch it, and I know it's fake. Well, then you didn't watch it. What are you commenting on? The Oscars are like uh, F-A-G. Remember that from uh, the uh, the Actors Guild uh, in Team America? Yeah. yeah. They lose viewers every year. They're desperate to make news. Nip, slip. Political stuff, ugly dresses, crazy nominees, and stage fights. I'm sure Rock and Smith are laughing at it. It's not true. No way. Absolutely not. Will Smith's ratings aren't low. If they came to him and said, look, Will, for the sake of ABC, a dying entity that only relies on live events now, will you go up and slap Chris Rock and then at the end we'll act like it was real and never reveal that it wasn't and you'll take a beating online for it and you'll run the risk of people thinking less of you? Will you do that for ABC, who's paying you nothing? Sure. He's not, not, he's not doing that. There's no way. And run the risk of somebody in the audience not knowing it wasn't real and going up and doing something to him. Run the risk of standing there and have Chris Rock punch him back. Oh. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. But it, that, that was I real. I think it has Those, something to it. If they can step up these diversity awards to yeah, uh, where yeah. there's more slapping and more <laughs> right, <laughs> more punches, you'll get, hey, the look, numbers will be up. If you promised me a few punches a year, then I'm like, well, then it's all fake. But no, there's no possible way that was staged because there's no win. There's no win. Who, who's the winner in this? The ratings? The, nobody knew about it until after. So the ratings were still what they were going to be. The clicks after the fact, that's, oh, going, that's, to all the, that's going to all the newspapers. It's not going to the Oscars. 
Uh, hashtag Oscars will get buzzed, but it's not for what they want. Osc- the Oscars are this this uh, holier than thou uh, group of people that want to be considered as the the. It's like having a slap fight at a Jaguar dealership. They're going to clean that mess up real fast. They don't want that low life nonsense being part of their show at all. If anything, I'm, I'm, I would agree that a nip slip or a vag popping out is staged because nobody gets hurt by that. But I'm all for that. I am too. But yeah, th- this thing was this is this is beneath the Oscars. ABC, I wouldn't put it past them, but they're not. This is not something that you stage because there's no payoff. Well, I guess the Academy's facing pressure now for uh, to strip him of his award because uh, he broke the code of conduct. Because yes, there had that's what I was. I said last yeah. night there had to be a code of conduct yeah. here. There has to be something you agree to not. You know, hey guys, eh, maybe a joke floats your way. You don't like tonight. That's part of this. It always has been. We'll make fun of somebody for. Remember when they were making fun of, uh, was it De Niro and Pesci and Scorsese at the Irishman? Was it last year or the year before? And they just kept looking at the table going, because we had to hurry up. These guys aren't aren't going to make it. I mean, they're making fun of these guys dying. And that uh, their faces, Martin Scorsese's face was terrible. The Oscars did not gain a ratings boost from that. ABC didn't get a ratings, and ABC would love that. So they're not, this isn't fake. And... The fact that Stephen A. Smith turns on Will Smith is the last thing that a guy like Will Smith needs. It's the only time I think I ever agreed with Stephen A. Smith. Smith yeah, on I'm, Smith. I usually hate him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Smith on Smith crime. <laughs> you don't need that. Uh, and everybody's like, bring in Tommy Lee Jones. Bring Chris Rocket. I don't want to make, like, uh, we'll do it later in the week. But right now it's just like I just want to get it off my chest. Because it, it made my stomach turn last night. I'm watching this. I'm like, this is where we are. This I can't is what believe you just now. lost it. Yeah, somebody said, I wish Joe Rogan was the guy doing that one. That would have made it a lot more interesting. I guarantee you Will Smith picked his target. You're right, Joe Rogan, who's not any fan of the left, they're not having him on that Oscar yeah. stage. That's a very precise operation. Uh, and also, if it was staged, Chris Rock would have been allowed to verbally go nuts back. That wouldn't have just ended with, oh, what do we do next? Like you said, that was some. Of, if that were the case, that's the best acting he's ever done. Without a doubt. No question, but uh, I, yeah, had Joe because Rogan you go back that? and oh, watch it. I, I went back and watched it a couple of times. To his after after the slap, yeah. and just trying to follow the script that he has and <laughs> do the nominees and do the award. He right. was shaken. Email of the day has just been usurped by text of the day. Comedian Jimmy Wisman has fired over. I bet he got to watch Jada have the best sex of her life last night. <laughs> that's, that's excellent work, Cuckoldry. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely everywhere, though. And everybody's going to be talking about it. And I like that. You know, one thing that I can say the silver lining is, I actually like the idea uh, that we all have something to talk about again. You know, we're all, oh, yeah. we all have a thing. Like, there's very rarely... Uh, COVID was our last well, not all, common thread. We, we, we all do now. Now, maybe more people... Oh, everybody it. knows about that. Because only your yeah. phone warned you last night. Yeah. If you weren't watching, your phone popped on. Went, you missed something good. But we don't have like TV shows. We're all watching together and everything. Everybody's on different pages. Of I'm on episode five. You're on episode twelve. We don't have this in common. We can't really talk about. And we got a common event that happens: Super Bowl stuff like that. We got something that kind of makes us all forget garbage for a minute and have an opinion. But Academy needs to step up. Yeah. If there is a code of conduct, yeah. they're, they're not gonna. They're not taking that award. Not 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 with Will Smith and Denzel oh, and no. Tyler First off, and everything with their diversity program that has yeah. been so under uh, the microscope over the last decade. They're not swiping an nope. award from anyone of color or disability or anything. They made a big deal last night that the first openly gay Lat- Latinx won an award, and they're like, "It's she's a first. And I'm like, of course she's. A f- How many of them are there? There aren't many gay lesbian uh, Latin actresses who were in movies last year. If there are, do we have to nominate all of them just for? And she won an award that was the same character Rita Moreno played 50 years ago. West Side Story. Who won an award? The, the Latinx girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rita Moreno won that. Sa- she played that same role and won the Academy Award in like '69 or '72 or whenever it was. And she won. It was the same thing. And no. And she was the first. Latina to win that. Okay, good. First this, first that. But it's all about first. It's not about the actual, you know, was that a good performance? It's more, They're more worried about, ah, let's give it to somebody who 
represents a group rather than what. And I haven't seen West Side Story. The girl might have been magnificent. She might have deserved every ounce of that. But it's when they start talking about, oh, it opens the door for more gay Latina women. And I'm like, why is that door closed? And I, I love watching gay Mexican girls do stuff together. I think that – you think I'm, I'm that sheltered or closeted that I don't want to see lesbian Mexicans winning things? I want them in the forefront. Lesbian Mexicans getting uh, phallic-shaped gold statues. You know what they're going to do with that thing? You know where Oscar was last night in that Latinx's girl's house? I do. <laughs> and it smells a little bit like the meat sushi Bert and I were eating this weekend. <laughs> At the Golden Circle party? You don't think that, that that Oscar has been inside of, I don't know, how many lesbians and gays after they win them? That's the first thing I'd do with it. I would bang everybody that wanted to with my Oscar because it's my power move. I go home. The design of it. Are you kidding? I win an Oscar and I go home and Megan's laying there. I'm like, we're going to have the best sex ever. I'm like, yeah, we are. And first thing that's happening is you're getting eight inches of Oscar right now. He is my new dick if I owned an Oscar. He would be my phallic. He would be my crank. Latinx girl, lesbian wins. Like, who cares? Was she good or not? It actually marginalizes the people more when you categorize their wins by saying she represents all these people. The deaf guy only represented his performance. He doesn't represent all deaf people. Good for you. A deaf guy won. Somebody who's deaf got to win an Oscar. That's fantastic. But it's because of his work, not because he's deaf. Don't make it all about him being deaf. Make it about being a good actor who happens to be deaf. That's the design of it. But right. It's like, my God, what a performance. And did you know he was deaf? That's it. Not He represents all deaf people, and that's huge, that we've never had one nominated before. I'm all right. Well, that's because he was so good, not because deaf people are great. I know plenty of deaf dicks. Actually, I don't know any, but, you know, I assume there's plenty. of every, every group has dicks in it. Every one of them. That's why I'm— uh, Bundles. Like, oh, that's why I don't like any race in general saying this is representative. You're not all the same. There's plenty of nice people and plenty of dicks. I don't like all white people. I'm not going to say I represent white. I don't like, I like a good majority of them, I would assume I hate. I was in Vegas this weekend. I don't like a lot of white people. They're, this is trashy. I don't like any race. There's too many dicks in every one of them. I like individuals. <laughs> we'll let Jada take a D, but can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Nice, Marty. Ah, good one. (laughs) Yeah. I would love it had it been a, a tougher guy. And then, of course, the news Friday that kind of sucked all the air out of the room. I was on the escalator at T-Mobile uh, going in to see Dua Lipa getting ready. I could be the one. All prepped up, knew every word, excited. Uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters comes across my phone that he died. And... You're not replacing uh, – Brett and I talked about this a ton this weekend. Yeah. You're, the Foo Fighters are now in a real dilemma because replacing Taylor Hawkins as a drummer, maybe you can do that. As a presence in the band and something on – he is rock and roll eye candy. I remember seeing him in Alanis Morissette's band thinking, who's the drummer? Yeah, That dude is uh, electric, just walking on stage. And with he couldn't have fit in better with the Foo Fighters. That was a perfect match of, of uh, personalities and characters. I mean, that was a perfect match. And I didn't realize he had had substance abuse. I, he went into a coma back in 2001. I just learned that this week. And I knew he probably had some drug stuff going on. He's a rock guy. But I didn't know that. Ten. And talking about it, you know, he said when he went in and came out of that coma saying, I, right. I hit all-time low. All well, the things that you're talking about, that's how, well, I know, but after the fact that living it yeah. and living through that, that's how powerful sure. that stuff is. If a self-induced coma from your behavior doesn't change your behavior, yeah. 
there's something to it. Um, so, yeah, he was great. But, I mean, Brett and I talked about this and just being people chatting. Wendy Williams style, you know. Mm-hmm. You're in Colombia with a guy who's a drug addict. And I know it's been a long time since he's had his issue. But isn't the whole mantra of addiction one day at a time? That white powdered stuff's on your nightstand yeah. in every hotel room. Shouldn't on the road there be a constant check-in with your drug addict guy? Now, I know that's an awful lot to ask, and maybe that's a thing. But when you're in Colombia and you might... Wouldn't you know? You, too, they if know. You're, a, you're with I each other all the time. I think they don't know. Yeah, they know. And, and there's dabbling. Yeah. That's the thing. Then there's know. a point that it's like it's... Especially because Taylor... What can I do? He He's not going to stop. 10 substances in his body. Yeah. And uh, none of them were, you know, marijuana, what are we going to do? I, 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 Antidepressant. I, antidepressants, what are you going to do? Uh, but the heroin, opioids, God knows what else he's piling, uh, the benzo and all that. Uh, he had a pharmacy with him. So, and I know, uh, that's a tough thing to say because if you know somebody's a drug addict, you don't want to babysit them all the time. It'll make them feel like, you know, a failure. But uh, you got to assume that you'd know. Or at least you're looking for the signs. Like if I knew Brett was a heroin addict and I'm like, hey, bud, just not for nothing. But I'm starting to see some signs. I'm starting to see some stuff that's going on here. I just want to check in with you because we're together all the time. Mm -hmm. Not even as much as the Foo Fighters, but we're together all the time. And if I saw you guys slipping into that, I'd be like, hey, I need to just keep an eye on this. Are you good? And if you tell me lies and I see the behavior again, I'm like, I'm going to keep an eye on Taylor a little tighter, especially Grohl, who I'm sure – and maybe they did. Maybe he was – Maybe he maybe this was a one off and he just went nuts. Just for slipped up. Yeah, but that sucks. The other thing, I mean, it's separate, but his heart. Yeah, that was the twice the thing. size yeah. of a normal heart. It's supposed to be like three hundred to three hundred fifty kilograms. I think that's the. But his was six hundred. Three hundred fifty kilograms. Or not kilograms. That's a whatever. For- Seven hundred pounds. That's like, right. wow. Not kg, sorry. Grams. Grams. No, I just I had to point that out. How many pounds is 750 kilograms? Well, that would be uh, if it was twice the size. He It'd had a 1,653 pound heart. <laughs> My God. Coming right. out of his chest. You'd think the well, Foo Fighters. Big, he had a big heart. You'd think the Foo Fighters would have noticed the bulge. Look, I, I, and look, and they look, and they didn't, not on the they didn't say system. anything. Never no, said like, anything. My, guys noticed. My chest look weird. When Taylor walks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever notice when Taylor walks, the room shakes? Like he looks thin, but after a show, I don't, don't look at it. I mean, his he doesn't even have a bass drum. He just he taps his toe, and it makes the whole stadium rattle. They just saw that just heart beating on the drum yeah. stool. Uh, it's but I mean, uh, Brett brought it up when we were in Vegas, and he said. Uh, I, I, does Dave continue with the Foo Fighters? I'm sure they do like a tribute show or a one-off, yeah. but and Dave can take over the drums. But Dave's a front man now, right? And a good one. Well, and and like we've we've all most of us have seen the Foo Fighters. The yeah. only guys you watch on stage are Dave and Taylor, right? That's it. The other guys, they're good. They're almost, but they're just there. They're well, almost. Pat, Pat's just. Yeah, but he's just there. Pat's, Pat's almost, me on stage. He's yeah. almost laughably Toledo. <laughs> yeah. It's almost the joke of like Pat is so boring. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like look at Pat Smear. It, does he want to be here? I can't tell. He's got his Buck Owens guitar, and then the other guys are. Just happy to be there. Good musicians, but excellent. But they're part to of look at. None they're the watch. guys part of the Foo Fighters that are like, ah, they're the funny ones that don't do much. In fact, they're the opposite of the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones just had Charlie Watts as the boring guy. The Foo Fighters have like three boring guys yeah. and Mick and Keith. Yep. And that's it. And this is if Keith or Mick died, the Rolling Stones trying to go out without him. It's tough because uh, Dave Grohl's first couple albums with the Foo Fighters was all Dave Grohl. He did the music. Well, he, he, yeah. He did. He played it. He wrote it. And that then he hired a band to go out with it. was all in his apartment or something. The second one, Brett knows and told me this this weekend, is that when Dave heard the drummer on it, he scrapped all the tracks and did them himself yeah. over again. So he had to build this band. And once Taylor Hawkins got there, they took off. And that was right after Color in the Shape, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That was the last one Dave did all by himself. And then they toured with Taylor. But I remember he was the drummer for Alanis Morissette and I, that first album, Jagged Little Pill, came out, and he's in the video, mm-hmm. and it's 
you can barely and you're like what was that and i remember seeing that with dave grohl with nirvana when when smells like teen spirit video came out i'm like this drummer you can't take your eyes off the drummer i think netflix or maybe amazon has a, a good documentary about that that album and it's a lot of taylor being in there about how yeah. he got to be part and then how she was crushed when he left to go to the Foo Fighters. Absolutely. Because she thought he that they is, were going to have something. He's a superstar. Yeah. Some people just, you just see it. How many other bands in rock music do you know, the singer and the drummer, and then you're like, yeah, I'm sketchy with the other guys. Yeah. I think I know they're in it. Chris something. and But Taylor Hawkins. I yeah. say that name and everybody who likes rock music, all the drummer for the Foo Fighters. And he's done nothing significant on his own. Like his album of uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders is kind of funny. It's not great. It's It's meh. It's very Queens of the Stone Age. It's not. Yeah. It's not a very good album. Uh, he can sing, but he's a superstar on that drum set. So it's going to be. Uh, I think Brett's right. I think one of those things now, the Foo might not continue, and Dave does his own thing. Maybe him and Pat Smear do some things. They do some yeah. some uh, tribute tour or like a, a real quick hit. But I don't know that the Foo Fighters can replace that and have it not be so noticeable that you're like, all right. It's not the same. This has got to kill Dave. I mean, first he loses his his front man, yeah. and then he loses his drummer. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. Yeah, it's he's zero for two basically yeah. in his well, He's that, telling that Pat, meme. "We better stop." Yeah, we're I killing. We're kidding. Kidding. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Well, that meme going around with the side by side picks. The first one of him and Grohl, or uh, yeah, you know, looking behind him from Kurt, and then doing the same thing with Taylor. Yeah, kind of haunting. But uh, those are those moments where you're like, you would hope, and I don't know. I don't know from having a drug addict friend like that. I don't know. I know I've got a couple of friends who are uh, had histories with it, and I will check in now and again. Are you doing all right? They act a little weird. You're like, you're doing all right? Uh, but there's been times when I've seen my friends who I know dabble, and I'm like, all right, they're caked. Let's get it. And I want away from them. Like, I've, I've been around people who went into a room fine and came out on coke, and I know it. Like, immediately, I'm like, oh, God. And I don't want to be around it. There's nothing you can do about no, it. I don't want to be around it. But later I'll say, are you doing that again? Just to let them know I know. If they lie to me from that point on, that's typical of a drug addict. But just to let them know I know. And maybe in that off chance that they can turn and look at me and go, I need help. But that's why you ask. But there's not a lot you can do to babysit them or whatever. But that was a tough one. But I was on the escalator and I just my whole body was like, oh, no. Taylor Hawkins died and. The two people in the escalator in front of them, oh, who, what? They're, we're at Lady, we're at Lady Guy. We're at uh, Dua Lipa. Yeah. And the people in front of us turned, oh, my God. Like, they knew who that was. There was a great moment at Dua Lipa, by the way. I went into my seats, which were phenomenal. And I sat down in my seat, and there was a little girl, probably about age 12, 10, 12. I don't know. And her dad looked like a KUPD listener. And her mom's there, too. Uh, we'll post the video of me singing and stuff. At the, uh, I was caught off guard several times. There's there's surveillance video of me. From I didn't know I was being watched uh, in one of them, and I was very into the song "Be the One." I danced the whole night away. I loved every second of that. <laughs> Show was amazing. Uh, she can't dance. Dua Lipa cannot dance at all. Uh, there, it's very choreographed show, but her songs are pop magic and. She's, that why and her backup dancers, dancers make up for her. No, they don't. They don't. Oh, they don't. No, they, here's oh. the thing about Dua Lipa's backup dancers. Don't go too far because you'll make it obvious that Dua cannot dance. Ah, okay. So let's keep Equally it kind of in a very way. basic so if we decide to have Dua join back in, she can jump right into the moves. Uh, it's one of those things, you know when like a sixth grade recital starts and like, all right, everybody, it's just about to go. And everybody gets in their places and there's that moment where they just get their feet right and then they pose. And then the music starts and they start going. Dua does that for every dance. Like She's every, probably counting in her head. She, oh, one, two, and, and there, you two, can almost three. see that. It's, it's sort of funny. And there's one moment where everybody on stage joins hands and they're facing the crowd and they're in a big circle. And then they just start kind of going in a circle, join, like you do when you're in uh, kindergarten at PE. And they're like, everybody join hands and then run it, run inside. I'm laughing. I'm like, that's hilariously bad. But I'm sitting next to this little 12-year-old girl and the dad's next to her. And he said, man, he said, because uh, he was in my seat. And I said, you guys scoot down one? He's like, yeah, we're good. And he said, I hate to ask this. Can I see your ticket? And I'm like, sure. And I showed him because we had like seven people like sit here that weren't supposed to be here. And I'm like, no kidding. He goes, everybody's trying to sneak down. And he goes, and I was kind of hoping that my daughter didn't have to sit behind somebody who's tall. And I'm like, I'll scooch over so she can just stand in my chair. And he goes, no, no we're good. We're, we're next to you. I just, I'm like, okay. So that's weird. So the row in front of us, people start moving in. 
Usher's coming down. You got to go. You got to finally the people get there. And the lady in front of us is sloshed, dressed to the nines, and filmed herself singing every song. I watched her film herself. <laughs> she didn't watch an ounce of this show. She filmed herself in some weird uh, filter of, tr- it was like a translucent white. She was very the whole pretty. time. The entire thing. Her boyfriend was in a, her husband was in a three-piece suit. They were decked out and filming themselves. And I'm like, you're not watching this. You're, you, you could do this at the house. So I'm going and going and going, singing. And I think the KUPD dad thought I was there for Megan. Megan doesn't know anything about this. She doesn't like to Lipa that much at all. And so three or four times during the night when I'm into this thing and singing, I would turn. The dude is filming me. <laughs> like He's watching me going, are you kidding me? You're a spectacle. <laughs> this skinhead is that gay? He's that into this? <laughs> And I'm loving, and his daughter. So there's one beard. There's one video where clearly the daughter's fed up with me singing, <laughs> and she's trying to sing along to I believe it was one kiss. One kiss is all it takes. Falling in <laughs> oh, love with me. God. Possibilities. I look like all you need. And I'm singing, and the little girl's singing in the video, and then just looks at me like, enough. You're louder than everybody in here. Thanks, old <laughs> I, man. I, I, I get Thanks, it. You man. know all the words. I get it. You're a fan. Take a break. No. So somewhere out there floating is some dude at work today going, I sat next to this this bald twink with this beard. I don't know what this dude was about. I'm in my Phoenix Sun shirt. I'm looking no part of the crowd. I am in this show. Excuse me, Mr. Buner. And, yeah, it was Jay Buner. Who sings this song? Gay Jay Buner was losing his mind. Every damn word you can imagine, I knew it. All of it. Whole show. And occasionally just, uh, I would lose my mind and shout. (laughs) She's very easy to look at. She's statuesque on stage. Uh, She filled the arena, and the show was outstanding. My friend Chris went to Vegas this weekend. And then, of course, then Brett and I went uh, Saturday night to go see Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic. Oh, and you want to have a good a time. And you want to have ladies, uh, all the work's done for you, boys, at the end of the night with Silk Sonic. Drippings. Yep. yep. Every chair needs to be toweled off. Those, those gentlemen are performers, and they're smooth, and it is that old-fashioned, every woman wants to F them, every man wants to be them. Mm-hmm. I'm up there going, I... There's just a certain part where you just have to accept the fact that's a talent not many people have. And Bruno and, and Anderson, it was just a, that was unreal. What a weekend. Dua Lipa, uh, Silk Sonic. It goes against the rock, but it doesn't mean I don't like rock. We've, rock guys have made it so you can't like anything outside of rock or you don't count. So our friend Chris is up there, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I told Chris, he texted me uh, Friday morning. He said, I was going to text you this last night, but I thought you were asleep. And I'm like, no, I'm in Vegas. He goes, oh, I'm heading up there today. And I'm like, oh, what for? And he said, Scorpions and Skid Row. <laughs> and Skid Row's got some new singer. And I'm like, oh, It's like okay. the fourth lead singer now. Yeah. Right. Fourth well, or fifth. And none of them are going to no. ever amount to anything no. more than just a tribute band. Yeah. With Dave Sabo on there, the guitar player. Which I'm fine with Skid Row. They're fun. But I'm not going to Skid Row shows on the road. I'm not, I, I'm not traveling for that. Certainly not no. chasing Klaus Mina and the gang from the Scorpions. <laughs> when they come to town, maybe I'd pop in if I got a free ticket. But for the most part, I've been done with the Scorpions since the uh, first Bush administration. <laughs> so uh, Chris says to me, is, what are you doing this way? I'm like, well, I'm for Dua Lipa tonight, and then tomorrow Brett and I are going to go to Silk Sonic and then just gambling, having fun, goofing off. And he goes, wow, you're having a very anti-rock sort of gay weekend. And I'm like, let's break that down. <laughs> let's break that down real quick. Panty drop in Silk Sonic is tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Nothing about that show is not aimed directly at the ovaries. I mean, that show is it is a pinpoint laser-charged zap line to a woman's... Uh, 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 Honey hole. Yes, yes. There you go. I was going to say something even more <laughs> grotesque. I stopped myself <laughs> from saying the thing I wanted to say. Thank you, Brady, for saving the show. <laughs> Will Smith would have slapped me. I mean, that would have been a full-on... Like, There's a slap for you! Slap, slap, slap! Um, and then the night before, I'm watching a six-foot-tall girl... Uh, in a thong with about 14 girls in thongs dancing, singing about getting laid all night. I have the gay weekend. Chris drove to Las Vegas to watch 60-year-old men dressed in leather with long hair in a room 
filled with guys singing German lullabies, <laughs> singing <laughs> German songs about Gorky Park. <laughs> and there's is a, is a room of dudes, long-haired men dressed in leather, to the tune of about four or five thousand people, or definitely heavily heavier sausage, scantily clad broad singing about getting boned all night. One of Dua Lipa's lyrics is, uh, "I love all the good pipe and the moonlight." I don't remember the Scorpions ever making women go, whew. And Brett brought up the point, like, even in the 80s, no woman looked at yeah. the Scorpions and went, that's for me. They're, they've never been panty dropping. So somehow or another, we as rock people have said, that's the gay weekend. I'm going to see Poison. <laughs> what, the guys, the transvestites? No, the badass. Ba- I'm going to see Judas Priest. Huh? I'm having the gay weekend? I'll take my gay weekend over the Scorpions. But it was very funny. But, oh, my God, Silk Sonic. If you get a chance to go up and see that residency, which will last another month, I think, that, yeah, that every other April. weekend for – take your girl and just go because it will melt. And for me, I think they're just musically incredible and vocally unbelievable. Acrobatics and the harmonies. And it's like watching The Temptations with a modern-day twist and yeah. just the – it's got rap and the funk and the soul and the rock guitarist guy's named Matteo. You talk to rock guitar players, this dude is evidently in the pantheon. Like he is top three, his, and he's Bruno's guitar player. And that dude was amazing. And and I've talked to my friend Marty, uh, who's an excellent, amazing guitar player, and he's like, "Oh, that Matteo guy is like top of the line. He's Brazilian, and he's like he's world world famous for a reason because he's one of the best in the world." So you got all of it, live band, all that stuff, and the live too. I no, didn't hear any tracks, no tracks. I mean, Do I, however, was... <laughs> not so sure about that. There were a few times when I'm like, pretty sure she just stopped singing right there, and everything seemed normal. Focus on the dancing. A little she bit. has to focus on where her feet are going. <laughs> a lot going on. It's a it's a very pleasing to the eye show, albeit incredibly stiff. The Dua Lipa, but I like all her music so much I don't care, and I can stare at her uh, singing and dancing in those tights. I mean, Ridiculous. It's no, no Klaus Mein. But, no, Klaus Mein. I mean. <laughs> Super Nintendo. Did he just say Super Nintendo? <laughs> Big fan. How are we all doing tonight? Is everyone gay? Happy. Happy. We're happy. Yeah, we're happy, Klaus. Don't do that to us. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got uh, Chris taking all the good pipe in the moonlight. All that six-foot model on stage singing about taking dick. Or this guy singing about trouble at Gorky Park. I've never been a Scorpion super fan, though. I've never really. And the reason why is because I was a teenager when the Scorpions were popular, and girls didn't go to Scorpion shows. I liked Bon Jovi. I liked Skid Row. I liked a lot of those things because chicks showed up to those. And I was 15, 16 years old. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be going. I'm going there. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to ever get laid, but I at least get to see what it looks like when guys start to. Like when girls are having fun, and I don't know how it works. I Bon Jovi and uh, Skid Row was where that girl uh, who I, I, I sucked her armpit, if you recall the story. That uh, yeah, or she sucked mine. I'm sorry. Um, we laid in a park together because we met at that show, and she's like, "I can, I can suck a lot of good places on your body." I'm like, "Oh yeah." So I put her to the test. I'm like try, try right about here, and she did it. And I giggled, and I'm like, I'm 12. <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have what it takes. I'm going to be honest with you. I blew it. I'm not real confident in my pube volume right now. I think I can only disappoint at this, so I'm just going to make jokes and then uh, roll away from you. But that, and I got to see her boobs and all that, and that was strictly based on Bon Jovi and Skid Row. Now you go to Bon Jovi and Skid Row, and it is a load of mamas. Some mamas, <laughs> and then some really overweight dudes are trying to talk their kids into this being good. Still fun, but I'd rather go see Silk Sonic and oh yeah, watch the panties just fly in the air. I'm surprised no panties made it to the stage. Yeah, no panties, yeah. Were, no panties thrown at the stage at all. Now that I think about it, they're not wearing any. I was just gonna say they're going command. If they weren't wearing any, there would have been a lot more people slipping and falling. <laughs> yeah, you need rain boots when you're yeah. leaving that place, man. <laughs> it is just <laughs> slopping through it. <laughs> that is a fact. So. 
Yeah, it was good all weekend, all good. But the Taylor Hawkins thing hit me like a ton of bricks on that escalator. Like, oh, this just flat stinks. So, Meanwhile, Buffett's still out there. And Jimmy Buffett is playing T-Mobile. Every member's still alive. (laughs) So towards the end of Dua Lipa, when I found out Jimmy Buffett will be. Yeah, how is that fair? The Coral Reefer Band. Hey, Brady. Where is your and Will Smith's God in taking care of Jimmy Buffett's band? Drop someone from Jimmy Buffett's band. Can his drummer wake up in a hotel room with a heroin addiction tomorrow, please, so we can lose some of them? And everybody, oh, Jimmy Buffett's drummer died. Mm. What do you guys want to eat for dinner? <laughs> no discussion. But yeah, Taylor Hawkins dying was a that was a that was a nice punch to the gut. It was, I and mean, people were chatting away about it. It was big news. I don't know any other rock. And the band. tour is just basically. Uh, they, they flew yeah. home yesterday. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was a crazy part. We were watching uh, some basketball yesterday in the bar, and they, and they were still announcing uh, at at the was it the Grammys coming up? Uh, Oscars. Oscar. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, which, oh, which oh, oh, yes, yes. The Grammys. They were still yes. announcing yes. the Foo Fighters playing. I'm yeah. like, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, they There's said no that on way. The, yeah. during basketball. Yeah, now because they just made the deal like to to announce that the yeah. Foo Fighters were going to be part of the Grammy celebration, and they started to advertise it Saturday. Right. And they were still doing it on Sunday after he died. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's weird. But that one sucks. That one hurts. The only good news out of that is that the Night of the Singing Dead now has two new awesome songs. All right. And that's what the whole thing with Night of the Singing Dead was. Every year we're going to have three or four new bands. that. But I didn't want the Foo Fighters to be one of them. At least not yet. 50 years old, though. And uh, you don't have to like the Foo Fighters to look and go, that dude's amazing. That dude's knocking it out of the park. Taylor Hawkins was fun to watch. When I saw them at Wrigley Field, I remember looking back there going, I want to watch Dave Grohl. I can't. That dude's just magnet. He's a magnet for eyes. A lot of texters are saying, you know, he's just here two weeks ago at the Innings Festival. Oh, that's right. They just played here back in the beginning of March. Well, that's it. That's the last time you got to see him. I don't know if that might have been their last American show because they went off to do the South America thing. I don't know. I don't know why we would put our flag in that, but I don't know. I just want to. I just want to slap Chris Rock. Oh, I'm going slap happy. That's all I care to do. Uh, yeah, people are still on there. Do the Chris Rock thing, getting slapped. Like, all right. <laughs> we just do reenact it. Is that? I don't know how that works. I did like that joke that Frank had, though, having Tommy Lee Jones talk about it being an alien. And it would have been hilarious had he slapped him, and then they soup like an alien falls out of Chris Rock. I'm like, oh, this is movie magic. They're doing something amazing. All hail Kay. Talk about your craft. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Okay. She didn't keep a lot out of her mouth. Yeah, she's got loads of (laughs) guys in her Will's going to need rotator cuff surgery. How many people are talking about her? (laughs) I know. And now no one likes her even more. Right. She wasn't likable to begin no. with. But I will say this. We're going to be paying attention to Will's next moves. And I don't know that, you know, he better. Everybody loves Chris Rock. Like, who hates Chris Rock? He's hilarious. So I told think, everybody hates Chris. I'm on Team Rock. No, that was the, the <laughs> fun of that show yeah. was that everybody hates Chris because he was just this timid little kid trying to get through with Nine and ten brothers and sisters and living in a tough neighborhood getting his ass kicked all the time. Yeah, and somebody emailed and said, you got a big mouth? You should expect consequences. No, you shouldn't. Not on a stage. What does this do to comedy clubs? Like, you don't like it? You can heckle. Heckle. I think that's what Will Smith should have done. Hey, enough about my wife. And that would have been uncomfortable. I'm like, what? Are you really mad? Yes, I'm mad. You got two more, two more seconds. I'm coming up. That's what a man would have done. Would have warned him. You don't just walk up and slap somebody that doesn't expect to get hit. You don't slap somebody anyway. Be a man. Handle it like a man. I got a problem with you. Let's talk this out. Low IQ people go to the fisticuffs immediately when they can't handle something. Unless they're under attack or threatened. He wasn't threatened. That was no threat. It was a bad joke. I knew what he could have done is just... Crushed Chris. He would have had everybody on his team after saying, My wife's got a disease. For God's sake, she's going through a very hard time. Making jokes about her? Classless. It would have made Chris Rock look terrible. But instead, everybody's on Chris's side. And she's bald. Winking a nod. If bald jokes were bad, I'd have been slapping bread all weekend. You should have seen this guy's hair Saturday night. It's fantastic. 
Did you have that done, or did you do that yourself? No, I did that. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's just this. Well, Adam it's doctors just, it up. Oh, it's, well, like, the cut is by it. But then you look at this hair just sitting on top of this head, and it's these two little stingray things in the back that are like pointed, and oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Pissed off the whole weekend staring at this idiot's head. And people walk by and just look like, what's going on in that guy's head? It's a beautiful head of hair. <laughs> I'm bald. I have to sit there. What do I know? I get in elevators all the time, and somebody will say something like, oh, I love your hair. I'm like, thank you. And then they laugh, and it is wildly uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, you're not talking to me, are you? <laughs> is he mad? <laughs> uh, it's 7.30. Let's get right to it, shall we? Busy, busy weekend. Uh, and Brett is still reeling. Were you? Uh, did you go back and tell Medea the story of the, the nightmare at the slot machine? Oh, she heard it. Oh. She heard it when I came and back into the slapped. room. <laughs> How dare you spend that money? Slappity slap. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Slapped you. I, I miss it. Was that early uh, on or was that later in no, the No, that was, that was after Silk Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah. We went back. And he feeling kept good. It he Real, kept, feeling so good. I'm sitting at a machine to, and my lucky Italian, I'm popping wins. And I'm like, put money in this machine right now. I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. Good, 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 good. <laughs> like, all right. And I did. And I told him the formula. I said, look, in this particular machine, you put $1,000 in. At one point or another, it's going to pop you over 1000 After that, it's up to you. You walk away or not. But it will get you over 1000 I said, on a very rare occasion, and I played that thing a billion times, very rare occasion, it gives you nothing. Well, this was one of those occasions. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it eat money like that in my life. And I laughed the entire Because the time. attitude going but, in. But, no, in my defense, he jumped oh. on the machine, too. And he's like, all right, I'll show you. Oh, no, and eat me up. And it yeah. ate him no, up, Saturday too. Saturday night yeah. was a bad night. But yeah. I, I was so ahead, it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, just, he was, was cleaning house was up until that point. I was having a nice time. But, uh, yeah, Brett and e- each, and Brett had it all in 20s. Putting $1,000 oh. in a slot machine 20 at a time. <laughs> it, it's It's... Mind a five-minute feeding? So oh, yeah. slow and painful to watch. <laughs> the machine stops. Oh, yeah, every time. And he takes a breath. He's not even playing yet. He's just putting it in a piggy bank. for like He could hit cash out at any time. And that first button, was it was like trying to talk Michael and Troy into doing oral sex with a woman. Three times. I was, sl- I was sweating like Robert Hayes in an airplane when he's trying to land the plane. It was just coming down. Me, like, oh my god! You were Ted Stryker. You were Ted Stryker. Yes. It was great fun. Well, it's the way the cookie crumbles, Brett. Let's go yeah. grab some food. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to pay for that. Uh, anyway, what do you got in the big board of musical trip? Right, wake up song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. I tell you all the time, keep an eye on their uh, social media, but uh, like on their Facebook, they just they just uh, showed the brand new uh, switchblade colors and from oh, Pivot. So yeah, the yeah. new the new Pivot bikes are oh. out, and uh, if you're looking to get one, that is that the place to go. The other thing is Brett's game, yes. and I kept telling him like, "There's a bike in this Action Ride Shop bike sitting in this machine." I was all ready to give Josh my money. He was so like, "I'm going to go get. I'm getting that." 429 and sitting there hitting the button. Like, it's going to happen. And then the money went in. And the Hell, I can't even afford in. a Huffy at this point. I, mean, I got screwed. But anyway. I forgot about that song. That's brilliant. Yes. So on the, so check them out, actionrideshop.com, as well as on the socials. You'll see the brand new uh, Pivot Switchblades. Uh, obviously, first on the list, Fresh Prince. I think I could beat Mike Tyson. Hilarious. I got. Uh, I forgot about. Give me a little taste here, of that I got one. You. I got you. you. Got it. All yeah, right. I got it. I think I can beat Mike Tyson. I was in Jeff's crib one night about eight. Yep. We were watching a couple of Mike Tyson fight tapes. Jeff was like, "Man, you see how hard Mike's punching? Come on, Jeff. The other guy was just lunging. Left, right, left, right. Another KO. If that was me, I'd have been okay though. The very next day, ah. Russell <laughs> Ring with JL and Lior, we all called Don King. Ah. I said, "Yeah, Don, I got a problem. Tell him, Prince. Yeah, what's up? What you saying? You trying to solve him? Forget the small talk. Let's get to the nitty gritty." Me and Mike, two months, Trump, Atlantic City. There's a slap for you. (laughs) (laughs) He's a badass now. I think I can beat Mike Tyson was a comedy song. Oops, I got that backwards. None of these ever work. Right. Uh, also on I the, like that. Also on the list, I, we, we got Foo Fighters, uh, My Hero, White Limo, and then, but most of it is just going towards Will Smith here. And the biggest one is Prodigy, Smack My Bitch Up. Everybody <laughs> wants to hear that one. God Smack, Crying Like a Bitch, uh, Metallica, Holier Than Thou, uh, S.O.D., Pussy Whipped, uh, Filter, Hey Man, Nice Shot, I Prevails on the list, ACDC's on the list. Will Smith had a bit. murderer on that video. <laughs> just got a text that said, uh, as a doctor, I can tell you that an 850-pound heart is called normal for Brady. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I see. 
Yeah. I don't know. Let's do white limo. I would rather I would rather focus in on real musicians okay. than uh, make fun of the Will Smith situation any further. All right, maybe we'll have more fun with that, that as the weeks go on, as the days go on. I wanted to unfold some more. I want some comments from Chris Rock and Will Smith because you know that their uh, press uh, agents are coming up with plans and they're they're spinning right now. The Will Smith camp is spinning on how do we make this okay? Although I think he's basically going to say he's that called on by God thing. It's like they interviewed Ray Lewis. That's my joke with Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis had it in his book, and Steve Young interviewed him on ESPN and said, uh, tell us a little bit about the night in question where two men were murdered, and you were there. You didn't, you know, you've been cleared of it, but you, you know, you hid. Uh, the reason he went to, it was obstruction of justice and all these other things, and, and he asked him, and Ray Lewis's answer was, God, put me in that position to make me a better man. And, and, those, and that's what had to happen for, for me to become better. That's God's plan. And Steve Young was shaking his head. He goes, two men died so you could be a better guy? That's, that's the way it works, though. You can't, you can't question it. And it was one of the worst things I've ever seen anybody say. And then Will Smith basically said the same thing. No, look, guys, I can do whatever I want. God's got this plan for me uh, to protect my family. So at any given time, I can assault another human being. And, I, and it's part of the plan. God, and again, it's just if you, someone calls somebody from your family a name, yeah, you attack them. It is, it is, it is thinking so highly of yourself that God has a plan for you, and it it supersedes all other people. That to me is a, a religious. That's like the thing that I find zero beauty in. Like they're like, oh no, it's a plan. Yeah, but if the plan gets in the way, and, and you have to knock other people out to get it. That's not part of it. What's his plan for Chris Rock? To take a punch from Will Smith so he could become better? If he's got a plan for all of them and you believe that, the plan would be, hey, he screwed up. Let it go. I thought that was the whole crux of your belief system. Is like this guy said something, turn the other cheek. Now go smack him in the cheek. What would be great is since we're in this matrix right now in this yeah. world, yeah, this is, is if the fair. president gets them both together for oh, a beer. Yeah, a beer summit. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, You're right. It's all broken. It's all messed up. Taylor Hawkins, I'm going to say this. Congratulations. You got out just in time before the simulation got too stupid. And I don't ever want to take heroin. I don't. It, nothing about it seems appealing to me. But I get why people want to escape this thing. I get why people are like, you know what? I need something different. I understand it. You've got to find your own way. Heroin's not the answer. But I understand why people fall into that. You know what? I need to feel something other than what I'm seeing. Because I am not overly impressed with the human experience. I look around like, wow, this is a failed experiment. And it is, you know. And you got Ralphie in your chest. That's <laughs> you got an 850 right. pound heart you're carrying around. I don't know how your, your calves are going to be massive. But Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, this is just such a great song right here. White Limo. And everybody says to Foo Fighters, oh, they're pussy band. Listen to this thing. This is Motorhead on steroids. <laughs> Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.